Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like Potato Head 657, Kelly Cook, and Joseph. Coming up on TMS, V is for vomit. That's good enough for me. It's funny Scott Day on TMS. Opening a can of whoop worms. Today's episode is brought to you by the letters U, V, and H. Gross. We should have mugged 2,500. The mirror takes no reflection and leaves no reflection. Wasn't there a show with Jon Stewart called the John Something Show? Pop Rocks carbonated the bad meat. Please, unlurk and speak up. Dashing behind the peaches. Please hit me so I can get a new car. Can mirrors see because stoners, like, really want to know? I don't know why that played. <laughs> I played bass with Somerset Gimp in the 90s. Babyface Nick gets hitched. I'm the problem with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Asbestos. 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 Again, asbestos. Soundproofing. Insulating. Easy to fit when molded. Easy to work in the form of boarding. As easy as wood to cut. Plain, drill, nail, screw, chamfer. Homogenous and non-splintering. Light. Easily joined and sealed. Hey, silly boy. Silly and boy. Silly boy. The Morning Stream. Don't eat that. It's Pluto. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Thursday, November 9th, 2023. Scott Johnson here. Brian Ibbett there. Yes. Woo. 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 It's, the, it's, the, uh, it's our, it's our week, uh, regular show week final episode, even though we have a couch party tomorrow. But, yeah, we, uh, hope, we hope you patrons come yeah. and watch live or watch it later. We don't care which way you do it, but we don't love care. to As long you. as you watch it, as long yeah. as you come have fun somehow. Yeah, part two of Solo tomorrow. That's right. Uh, we watched the first half. So far, I'm kind of having a good time with it. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's, you know, it's no Rogue One. No, <laughs> but it's but it's good. It's no Rogue One. Some people hate Rogue One, but uh, I don't know what's wrong with them. They're wrong. Mm-hmm. Most people yeah. are wrong. Uh, but it's good to have you all here. We're gonna do a show. We got uh, Wendy later. We got a bunch of other stuff. Got some news. We'll get to. I'm sure today. All this sort of stuff. But to start things off, Brian, today. Yes. Uh, does I itch my eye? <laughs> Hold on. Here we go. <laughs> uh, I got two calls about. Uh, I mean, we opened the we opened the can of of of, of uh, how do you put it? We opened the can of worms. The can of worms. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I was going to say whoop ass, and that's totally wrong. 
Well, we, we, we might. I mean, that's still, that's yeah. still up in there. We might open a can of whoopers. Yeah, but for point. now, it's just worms. Um, but we opened a can of worms when we talked about Disney lines and people having to take a dump in the sure. line and all that. And I knew we were yeah. going to hear from people, but I didn't know one of them would be Gary from Landtronics, formerly uh, now at Disney, soon to be retired. Sure. Um, he had thoughts and some very interesting takes. So here's the first call is from Gary. Uh, he called 801 471 and left this message okay. about poop. This is who I'd expect to hear from, honestly, because he is our he was until he retired from there, our man on the inside. He yeah, nobody our, who else would know? We don't know any other Disney people. Yeah. So we don't. unless we you don't. guys are just lurking and never speaking up. Yeah, here's your if chance. you are, please unlurk and yeah. uh and let's let's chat about uh, uh free tickets. Yeah. Un- <laughs> unmoor yourself from the darkness and let the truth That's be told. Right. Exactly. Here's yes. what Gary right, so. here's what Gary had to say. Check this out. Hey guys, uh it's Gary now no longer from Batu, Gary of leisure, I guess. Uh you're talking about uh pooping in line at Disneyland. We didn't see a whole lot of that, uh even at Rise of the Resistance. But uh that would have been known as a code H. And for a long time, I wondered why it was a code H, and that's because originally it was for horse manure on Main Street. But then uh, <laughs> we also have code V, which I'm sure you can figure out what that is, and code U. And we get a lot more of those two than we than we do of code H's. So just thought you'd like to know. Thanks. I don't Bye. know what code V is. Someone help me. Is that a barfer? It's a puker? Yeah, vomit. I'm sure V oh, stands v for, for vomit. Oh, V for vomit. Oh, duh. Yeah, and, and uh, U for urine. So, yeah. yeah. A U I figured out, but a V was like not clicking, but of course it's vomit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I saw Code V when I went there with the kids and uh, Carter. <laughs> Carter was like <laughs> seven or eight, and she was so scared because uh, we were doing Space Mountain and she was so scared, not because Space Mountain is scary, but because the line that gets you there is so thematic and lit and oh, yeah. The voice yeah. is going, uh, intruder it's, in sector four, blah, blah, blah. And like yeah, all there's like a, like the hum, the constant hum. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. You feel like you're in this place that's very foreign and very intense. And, yeah. uh, she says, this ride's going to make me throw up, isn't it, dad? And I said, no, it's not at all. I promise you never throw up anywhere. Everything's <laughs> fine. And as soon as I said that, we rounded a corner and there was a big old barf patty on the ground. Oh, no. And then somebody, like, it was around the corner. Like, that means they hadn't even gotten on the ride yet. Yeah, right, exactly. And she saw that and went, I'm out and freaking just like bolted for the edge and never went, That's never funny. got on the ride that day. But oh, really? Oh, funny. But she did later, right? She's, she's gone. She's, oh, she's been moment. since. Yeah. She's, yeah. she oh, yeah. conquered that. In fact, she's my, fi- yeah. she's my loves, uh, theme park person now in the family cool. cool but when she was younger i thought she was gonna for you know forego it forever <laughs> but anyway so there's there there's one take all right so gary's seen nice. some stuff right. okay so gary gary letting us know about the uh i thought it was gonna be h for human like okay we have human poop in case there was dog poop somewhere like uh, yeah. somebody's yeah. somebody's uh assistive dog oh right <laughs> poop. I do like that yeah, it's, a, it's based on the horses on Main Street, though. I think that's great. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, that totally makes sense. Kind of yeah. old-timey and Disney in its, in yeah. its own way. Anyway, here's uh, here's the other dude that wrote in or called in. Is Tom from New Hampshire calling for the morning stream? First of all, oh, I've gotten by. Anyway, second of all, you were just talking, I was listening to Tuesday's show about people leaving themselves in inappropriate places. We work at a Walmart. We see that a lot. People do it. People do it. Dogs do it. Kids do it. Old people do it. It's amazing. They just walk away. How do they do that? It makes no sense whatsoever. 
Hey, enjoy the show, guys, and see you later. Be silly. Hang up. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I love this guy, this Tom guy. He's great. Uh, yeah. Never heard from him before, but we'd love to hear from him again. Second of all, right, I, right. I didn't even think about it, but I guess Walmart has a has a tradition. Oh, reputation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never seen. Well, I did see a kid puke at a Walmart, but I've never seen any of this other stuff in any Walmart. Yeah, no, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen in person somebody pooping in a public place. Yeah, I don't. Not that I'm aware of. There may have been some, you know, some kind of clandestine. Sure, sure. I might have not noticed, like somebody, you know, dashing behind the the uh, the peaches mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody dashing behind the uh, <laughs> the mm. Tatino's uh, bread display or something yeah and uh, dropping a quick deuce did your uh, your son work the... there did 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 Tristan ever hear well I guess we'd have oh, to ask I'll him I'll bet he did yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. bet because when you're well, there wonder... every day and you're working that many hours I'm sure you see stuff you just you've got to see stuff like yeah. people pooping I'm sure yeah I'll have to ask him next time I talk to him he was over here. Uh, day before yesterday with his brand new car well his newish car his yeah. new to him car do you like it is it cool is it a little Audi, oh, it's right? cool it's an audi tt 2016 really yeah. sharp little sports car yeah. so he's had two new cars in the time that i've still had my <laughs> kia soul i think it's it's time for brian to get the upgrade dang it yeah that's right you gotta just go total it or something you know and then you're good <laughs> right would somebody please run into me uh so yeah. that i could get a new car please? and i'm sure Thanks. it's not a problem to bring it up on the show and say go total it and then if you total it yeah. nobody would think right now now even you know. if it happens accidentally yeah. which would happen accidentally i'll just say it right there it would happen accidentally yeah but now now when it if if and when it does <laughs> somebody's gonna say oh he just did it for the insurance money. we're gonna have to purge episode 2552 from the earth uh, right. just in Ooh, case look at that 2552 you didn't even make a note about the fact that it's palindromic oh i didn't know i didn't even think of that I was yeah. I was supposed to mention the other day when it was twenty five fifty because it just seemed like a milestone, mm, but yeah. then I forgot. Well, like we're in the numbers where you just it's like whatever. Yeah, just, exactly, exactly. We can't really. I mean, I'll, you know what? Three thousand. That's a big one. We'll do something. Sure, for that. that'll be a big one. Twenty five hundred was a big one. Although we did we even make a note of that one? Not really. I know we didn't. We didn't come out with a mug or anything for that one, did we? No, I don't think so. <laughs> we did for two thousand, and we did for two thousand. For... Sure. Fifteen hundred and thousand. Fifteen hundred and a thousand. Yeah. So really, twenty five hundred should have been uh, should have been mugged. We should have done something. But I'll tell you what. So within it won't even take that long. Pretty quickly we'll be at three thousand. We will definitely have a new mug. Yeah. And we will celebrate it like men. All right. Okay. All right. Three thousand. Yeah. And people will say, "I love you." Three thousand. It will. That'll be our "Love You 3000 episode. Yep. And we'll hate it when they say that. We'll hate that. No, we won't. We'll won't love we? it. Will we love it? Because yeah. I feel yeah, like we'll I'll love hate it. it. Love it. I feel like really. The, I feel like the hate will come out of me, and that Aww. I will be hateful about it. Oh, I don't want to be. Look, I don't want to be this way. I want. Yeah, to be. why? Why? Uh, it's not like uh, May the Fourth be with you. I mean, that's a. Uh, you oh, know, that's true. That's I a, do hate that. Ugh. That's an established Tony Stark. Uh, one of the greatest lines from uh, Endgame. Man. It was cute. You know what? You're right. Yeah, and it didn't get overused. Uh, no, I, no. Okay. I'm getting. You know what? Uh, the Wait, courtroom. you around to it. Good. Excellent. The the jury will disregard my previous comments. <laughs> We're going to allow this one. Okay. 
We're letting okay, it in. sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, I had a dream about a thing that I do need to share. I was really hyped up yesterday. There was a lot going on. Yesterday was a bananas day. Yeah, for me. I mean, we got to talk about word on the street at some point too. I'm excited to hear about that. That's, yeah, that in is fact, a, you know what? Like an awesome gig. I'll even play you a little clip here. This was the moment Ooh. on uh, Greg Street's stream. So, if you're not familiar with who Greg Street is, he's uh, was known as Ghost Crawler by most of the community when he worked at Blizzard. Prior to that, he was with Ensemble Studios, made uh, amazing RTSs like. Uh, was mostly was was the dude in charge of um, uh, Age of Empires 2, which is a, a, still amazing, um, and went on to do really great stuff at Blizzard. And then he left and was put in charge of an MMO over at Riot, and then left there, okay. uh, not because he hated it at Riot. He didn't, but he left Riot because uh, there was just stuff happened. His brother passed away, and he was like kind of reassessing what he wanted to do at the stage in his life. You know, he's kind of a rock star developer slash designer yeah. and didn't know what he wanted to do next. So he decided to move to Texas, uh, get a place out there, raise some chickens and start a triple <laughs> a uh, a triple a MMO studio with a bunch of people he's worked with over the years. So he pulled a bunch of riot people, a bunch of blizzard, ex blizzard people, people from ensemble even. And uh, other other you know places. Anyway, it's about a thirty person team right now, or something. I can't remember what the number it's a is. Good sized, yeah, good size to group. start with. Um, and they got a bunch of backing, and they're doing this huge thing. Well, a couple of months ago, he approached me and said, "Hey, I one of the things I want to do differently here." Um, and it's, it's important to note this, and people will remember this if you follow Greg's work when he was at Blizzard. He was very outspoken all the time, very much in contrast with the way Blizzard usually is. So most of the time when people would either be spokespeople or PR or you would get messaging from Blizzard, it was all very controlled and careful and made sure to not overstep or say too much or whatever. It was always very careful. Sure. But sure. Greg it was, was like not very protected, yeah. 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 In fact his his old his the joke on the instance was he he sent in a thing that says I'm totally I'm ghost crawler I'm totally off the leash and you're listening to the instance of the oh things. yes right uh, I've heard, I've heard that I, uh, I don't know why that played sorry Keep uh, don't know wow, <laughs> I hit a button I didn't mean to but yeah it was like an old he probably did you probably I'm yeah, sure you I remember hearing it, right that was about yeah yeah so that was about him just being kind of off the leash and they couldn't really control him even sure. though they tried. But it was always this back and forth, and it was a struggle, and he, and it was always frustrating to him because he liked the transparency, he liked to be able to go, mm-hmm. "You're right, that was a mistake. Here's what we did to fix it." Right, and tell and let the people know. Yeah, I mean that's such a um, second dinner does that with uh, the Marvel Snap, and yes. they talk about, yeah. "Yeah, we really made a mistake by uh, nerfing uh, Eliath, and we really we've decided to scale it back and return it back to what it was." and 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 it's that kind of communication that you know you instantly forgive a mistake a company makes if they do a whole mea culpa and say oh yeah we blew that sorry yeah we, and if they're not and if they put it back yeah exactly and if they're doing it in a in a i don't know there there there's one thing to, to you don't want too many cooks in the kitchen right that's the thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there's definitely room in the games business to open things up a little bit, work with players more, especially yeah. games that are very community driven, like an MMO. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what they, he wants to do with this new studio. It's called Fantastic Pixel Castle is the name of the company. And uh, <laughs> you can find it at fantasticpixelcastle.com. Uh, and they did a whole AMA yesterday. 
And during the AMA, uh, some of you may have heard Greg say this on the stream. If I can find it, here it is. We are going to do a podcast that we're partnering with our good friend, Scott Johnson. So that was nice to hear. But that also let me finally open up the gates and quit hiding the secret. Because for about two months, I've known about this. And he approached me and said, I want to do this and I want to do this transparency thing. And I can't think of a better way to do it than a regular long form monthly show where we bring in artists, devs, me, you, and we just open it up and we say things like, you know, if somebody has a question like how much AI are you guys going to let into your process? Mm. We want to yeah, answer that's... it honestly and straight and say, this is what we're yeah. doing. This is what we're not doing. This is where our limits are. Like they want to be open and transparent in a way that is actually really weird in the industry. Most, most companies just straight up don't do this. Yeah. Yeah. They're but, afraid to, they're afraid that it, you know, results in some, backlash or or customers saying oh i liked it better the other way you guys suck yeah exactly and there's and there and you know there's always going to be somebody who's a poop sure but the idea is like fine let there be a poop we're gonna we're gonna talk about it we're gonna be open about it so starting on the 14th which is what next is that next wednesday Uh, six days from now or five days from now five days from now Tuesday. Uh, yeah. We'll do our inaugural episode, and it'll be live. We do it at uh, 12 p.m., so noon Tuesday, mm-hmm. and it will be uh, so about an hour after TMS ends, and uh, it'll be our first episode. I think that one will probably be mostly me, Greg, maybe Holinka, maybe I'm not sure who else is going to be there. Oh yeah, Brian Holinka, awesome dude at Blizzard, showed mm. up at a couple of live uh, uh, BlizzCon instance episodes. Just the nicest guy. I used to be in charge of PvP cool. over there. I remember there. that name. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. He's coming. So another Very Brian cool. in our lives. Uh, just bring him on in. Um, See, aren't you aren't you glad you didn't name the cat Brian? Oh my gosh, dude! Every <laughs> single day, I thank my lucky stars I didn't name the cat Brian. I'm sure you do. I'm but sure. uh, it's all very exciting. And and so as a so to my point, the reason yesterday I was so hyped up is I had that going oh, yeah. on. Uh, DTNS, I had DTNS yeah. with no Tom, which meant I'm I'm basically Tom for the show. Like I'm right. Sarah oh, and I right. are alternating yeah. stories, so I had to be on point for that. It was just a lot. And then this wedding, which I had to perform for my son. Um, so all this stuff going on. And as a result, I slept like shit. Oh, shoot. The night before? You mean last night? You last night, like yeah. Just uh. didn't, and it wasn't like uh, bad. It, it wasn't like, oh, you're sick or uh, those reasons. I just couldn't stop my brain from firing. Just blah, 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 blah. I was yeah. thinking about the yeah. show today. I was thinking about a segment we could do. I was thinking about 10 other things I want to do. Like it was all very, it was kind of good, but not at night. I need to sleep, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. So I had this dream about a mirror, and it asked a question in the dream. And now, so now we're to the point. Let's get to the mirror. Yeah. I got to hash this out. It kind of haunted me and still is. Sure, sure. You will never be the first face you see in a mirror. This sounds like stoner talk, but hear me out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You'll like you may receive uh I don't know, you could go outside and dig a rock up, and it's it's entirely possible that that rock is the first you're the first human face that rock has seen, or you're the first human face that's seen that rock. Okay. That's possible. Okay. You could do sure, that. Sure, sure. Pull it but, up uh, out of the ground, right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Now nobody okay. makes mirrors at home. Nobody does DIY mirror making. <laughs> I see what you're saying now. Okay. So the very first reflection in a mirror will never be your yours. You'll never be the right. first face that those mirrors see. Someone somewhere the first somehow. Face that the mirror sees, correct. That the mirror sees, I mean, correct. Well, all right. Okay. Let's 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 analyze this. All right. Let's all right. Go. So so 
um, we're, we, you know, when we visualize something being made, uh, you and I, we grew up in an age where uh, you saw things on the electric company and 321 Contact where they showed factories, you know, long production lines and assembly lines and uh, conveyor belts and uh, Shlomila Shlomazel, Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated, all that stuff. Yeah, so yeah. we assume that a mirror is produced by uh, an empty conveyor belt. A big thing comes down, it comes back up and there's a mirror there all of a sudden. Yeah. It's, let's say that that's true or that, that at least that's yeah, what we yeah. picture. I, I agree with that. I don't right. know how. I mean, I know it's, you know, it starts out as a piece of glass and then they paint the back with this mirror reflective coating and blah, blah, blah. So you're assuming that there is somebody uh, somebody standing over that section of conveyor belt that um, that is that is looking saying, yep, that's a mirror. Yep, that's a mirror. Yep, that's a mirror. And or, or see, it doesn't even have to be the manufacturer, though. This could be at the store level. It could be the guy at Kohl's who set it up on the wall to sell it or the guy that... Um, oh, okay, so this brings up an interesting point. Yeah. What if... So this is good. I'm glad I brought this up because you're you're pushing me in the right direction. What if this mirror was made? It's full manufacturing was made like this. Yeah. It's in a machine. It's flattened out. Yeah. I don't know how they make it. Yeah. Whatever mirrors do. Sure. sure. And then let's say it's just glass with silver on the back. I don't know. Yeah. It comes out of a conveyor belt and is immediately has some semi-sticky brown yeah, adhesive that, paper uh, attached to it. Right. Well, that's. I was thinking about that and. Um, Somebody keeps calling me. One of my clients keeps calling me. Sorry, man. I'll text you and let you know I can't talk right now. Mm. Well, see, here's the this is um, a mirror is going to be very different than buying a frame or a, you know, something else that where the package you get contains the thing, but you don't necessarily need to see the actual object. You could be fine just looking at a picture of what that's going to be on the front of the box, right? right? Right. But a mirror, you. You, uh, I don't think they're going to put, they might put a, a thing of reflective plastic on there, or not reflective, um, a transparent plastic on there to protect the glass from getting scratches and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's going to be as clear as possible. So you can, when you're in the Target, when you're in the Walmart, whatever, and you're in the mirror aisle, yeah. you're looking at that saying, yeah, that's going to look good above my bed. Claire Gack, or you know, or wherever you're going to be hanging in that mirror. <laughs> yeah, but you could be buying one, so you could see that as the display model in an IKEA or something. But you're actually going to pull a box off a shelf and take that one home, and that one I don't may... think you're. No, I don't think you're going to pull a box off a shelf. I don't. I. I don't know. I'm trying to visualize. I don't think there's ever a case where you're going to have a completely sealed box that's got a mirror in it. You're going to have cardboard around the outside right. that protects the the corners and things like that. And you probably are going to have some sort of clear plastic over the glass to protect it from getting scratches. Sure. Still but reflective, though, right? Still could see the reflection in it. You're still going to be able to see reflection, yeah. Okay. So, so the yeah, so right? so there's probably right. somebody think, uh, somewhere in the process, either at the retail end or the manufacturing end, or somewhere in between, or just the dude who takes it off the truck at the Walmart and puts it on the shelf. He's going to be yes. Now the way you initially phrased it is, yours is not the first face you're going to see when you look in that mirror. Oh yeah, but I then you that. changed it to <laughs> yours is not the first face that that mirror is going to see. <laughs> Mister, take no plums. Yeah, I screwed that up. Plums. I screwed that up the way I said the way yeah, I said it. Yeah. Well, so it did so sound like Stoner. Time. What would be cool though? So you could make it like there's a movie in here, this or something like a supernatural like um, you. I guess Harry Potter kind of did this, but whoever was in the mirror before, it'd be cool if you could f 
conjure that up. Oh, and, yeah, the and then you of as as Rosette or whatever it was, yeah. a desire backwards. Yeah. And then if what if you saw Rosette. like a, you saw like a, a murder in the mirror, you know? <laughs> and then you're like, oh no! And then you gotta, and then we watch it for film sake. And my intro is, I'm looking for the murder in the mirror. <laughs> You all wonder if it's hard for Brian to do those things. Sure, the making of the song, the singing of it, the arranging and the recording of it, that takes work. But really, these are all just at the tip of his freaking brain. Exactly. It's just right there. It just happens. Amazing. Well, anyway. I already have my, I haven't watched Slacker yet. I've never even seen the film. And I've kind of already got a, uh, I've got a Billy Joel thing going (laughs) on right now. So, yeah. I think that's great. Ah, uh, the sausage getting made. Well, anyway, I yep, think that exactly. helps me. That helps me a little bit. It makes me so, a little less weirded out about it. So that was. So your dream was what? The, the mere like. Uh, it was this just, weird feeling that. See, this other thing is it's just a dream, and dreams are yeah. weird. They feel real yeah. while you're in them. When you get out of them, you're like, what the frick? But you're still left with some of the feeling. But the feeling makes no yeah. sense to me. It was an ominous feeling in the dream of. I am the okay. f- I'm not the first face that's been reflected in this mirror. What will I do? It seems so important in the dream. Out of yeah. the dream, who gives a shit? Yeah. Right? Oh, you're such a wackadoodle, man. Sometimes. I know. I, I don't understand. It. It's so f- it's so freaking weird. Uh, anyway, like, now it's out of my yeah. system. I don't have to think about it anymore. I won't dream about it tonight. It'll all be good. Cool. Uh, ho- and hopefully, I can all sleep right. tonight. I'm gonna take a take a something tonight. Muscle relax. Sure. I don't know. Sure. Uh, here's a here's a thing. We got a text from Colin. Wrote uh-huh. it. This is Colin. Uh, the, what was his name? The comedian that was the Ferguson. The, Ferguson. No. Colin Robinson. Colin. Colin, no. uh, Colin Hey. Colin. Uh, Who? SNL desk news desk. Uh, oh, Colin Quinn. Quinn. I'm I'm Colin Quinn. That's the news. Get out of here. Whatever is my slogan. He seems he seemed like such a meathead. But then if you watch his actual stand up, that dude is yeah. really smart. Like, he is really smart. Like his, basically, he. We first saw him. At least I'm sure your first taste of Colin Quinn was uh, Remote Control. With, yeah, the with John Stewart Adam Sandler thing. and a bunch of people that went on to do great stuff. And then Ken Ober. And then oh, Ken, sorry, Ober. Ken Oh yeah, I'm. Why was I thinking? That's not the John Stewart thing. That was another MTV thing, right? That must have been another MTV thing. Yeah, I don't remember a John a Stewart sh- MTV thing. Yeah, he had a show on MTV, but I always mix the two up. Okay. You're right, though. It was. Uh, it was Remote Control. He was kind of the... Uh, he was the scorekeeper, I think. Yeah. Kind of the sidekick-ish. Yeah, but he had a bunch of sidekicks on that show because he had Adam Sandler who would come in there and do... Um, oh, the answer to the next question is 45. You know, be like some some dumb yeah. Adam Sandler thing. Yeah. And then right. you had Carrie Wurr, who was uh, somehow a sidekick. Yeah. And that. then you had uh, Colin Quinn, and then you had Ken Ober. Yeah, and it felt like it felt like Colin Quinn did some announcing when the thing started. I think so. I think he was the scorekeeper. Yeah, okay. If I remember correctly. All right. God, well, that seems to be that needs to be uh, that's got to be streaming somewhere, right? Remote control with the popularity of all the people who are on there. Yeah. I wonder if there's um, uh, if there's anywhere that you can watch. That old TV show. By the way, how weird is it now that I say it out loud mm. that uh, um, Adam Sandler got his start yeah. on a TV show called Remote Control, yeah. and later went on to create a movie called Click, where <gasps> he has a magical remote control. What? What? That's insane. Um, I'm also Get an out. idiot. I'm an idiot. Mush Potatoes pointed it out. This is such a Guitar Hero moment. 
John Stewart's MTV show was called The John Stewart Show. <laughs> Wasn't there a show with John Stewart called Jeez. The Something Show? <laughs> so stupid, dude. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I, I could not that. find could not find a remote control anywhere. I wonder if uh, the MTV app has any of those. Uh, I'm sure YouTube. You can watch old episodes on YouTube. Oh somewhere. yeah, yeah. Or whoever got, who's got doing it. Viacom now. Whoever's got that, they probably have old ones. I would think. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, here's anyway, the. What Colin was my point? Oh, in. Colin wrote in. <laughs> Jeez. Where <laughs> did we get back from this didn't this see trip? Any rabbits? Looked all over down here and didn't see any rabbits. None. Whatsoever. It's like we drove all the way to Provo for this information. This is crazy. All right, <laughs> here's what Colin says. He wrote him via text. Yeah. He says, "Dear Beef and Seltzer, you know what this is about." Oh yeah, here it comes. He says, "This is Colin from Reno, Nevada, Little Vegas. We call it." Yeah, I call it <laughs> the um, biggest little city. What are they? They're the biggest little city in Nevada, or something. Something There's like that. A, there they is have a, a slogan. Yeah, they do have a slogan. I haven't been to Reno in years, but I kind of liked it when I was there. It was all right. It's all right. It was yeah. chill. It felt like a lot of old people, which seemed chill. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's I don't know. It's just it's uh, it's not enough Vegas for me. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's basically like. <laughs> Like uh, I mean, we have a small, we have some small mountain towns that have uh, gambling and stuff, and sure. they just try to do their their like little try hard towns of of look, we have glitz and lights and stuff, mm. and it's like yeah, it's that's cute and all, but no, uh, nice it's try. not it's not quite the same, is it? It's not, not quite the same. The same. Yeah. Well, anyway, Colin says this. Uh, oh, this is weird. Let me. My chat app suddenly died, and I don't know why. I want to make sure the chat isn't actually affected. Looks like they're probably okay. Okay, we're good. Here's the remainder of this email. Sure. Uh, he says, this is Colin from Reno, Nevada, and I have a request. Please do not halt the ongoing investigation slash search, search for carbonated meat. <laughs> Brian, Brian seems hell-bent on putting this behind you, but I think I speak for large percentages of your listeners when I say the effort must continue until we have a final answer. It's one of the greatest things you have ever done, and I wish you Godspeed in your continued efforts to solve this great mystery. The people want answers. Mm. What do you think of that? All right, Colin, you got it. You know, uh, people like people like reading Don Quixote. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna just throw that classic under the bus. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, Colin, look. People, I, I, people like watching a, a misguided uh, caballero uh, shouting at windmills, basically. Yeah. So let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. <laughs> look, I really do. I want answers. I truly do. Because yeah, I know yeah. I've had it. I know I've eaten it. I'm 100% positive on this. We saw that video sure. that got me closer. I'm just curious as like how, when you say you've eaten it, like. Yeah. <sighs> I swear I've eaten it. Beef. I'm just like, how do you know it's carbonated? Like, you you just felt a little on your tongue. Well, you know how Pop Rocks have that little feeling of... Yes, yes. It was like that, but in meat form. Oh God! You, you ate some bad meat, then, man. <laughs> like I feel like I feel like there are two possibilities. If that was the case, you ate some meat with some pop rocks on it, or you ate some <laughs> bad meat, and it's definitely one of the two. Well, so I should probably yes. yeah, Since we're going to take in all possibilities, it is possible. Like my idiot older brother Mark or something played a trick on me, or you know, I just don't yeah, know yeah, the circumstances. Yeah. I don't freaking remember enough about when I had it or what the deal was. 
Yeah. I just remember. Oh, it. please. No, definitely. Please continue. Not, not just for Colin's sake, but for all the people out there who, yeah. who feel like they need the closure that you need. They're for, all dying the to hear. They all yeah. want to know. They all need to know. And uh, so we're going to let them know. All right. We'll right, let them know. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think Red Frag has a, a, an idea too. Nanobots in the meat. That's that's just as likely. Ugh. <laughs> you ate some. You ate some meats with meats with uh, nanobots in it. Jay in uh, the chat seems to be uh, thinking like you. He says, "Are you sure you didn't eat a rotten steak?" I, I don't think so. I was yeah. never sick or anything. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't I be sick from it? I should have been. I don't know. Depends on how rotten it was, right? Like you know, there there, you could have eaten a steak that was just on its way to being really bad and it, its first stage is uh leaving your tongue with a little bit of a prickly mouthfeel mm, by been. the way yeah maybe the second time i've said the word mouthfeel and the first <laughs> one was probably during an episode of uh uh whatever that alton brown uh cooking show is when he said it and i said oh i think i hate the term mouthfeel i don't like it at all it's yeah. a gross term. It's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. Max Trollbot says, not all the people. I want no part of this, he says. <laughs> that's a great, that's it's awesome. No, you get, you get, the people want answers. The people want answers, don't they? Yeah. Code Wow thinks, he says, I had a McDonald's burger and that that sensation uh, from how bad it was made you think it was carbonated. Oh, look at that. So not even, not even a bad, like a spoiled meat burger, just a bad hamburger. You just ate a bad, like a not a not a uh, bad from a spoiled standpoint, but just a bad from a poorly made, poorly created standpoint. Yeah, or somebody put pop rocks in there. It's entirely sure. possible. Sure. I mean, I'm I'm just saying we're we'll, I'm taking all theories. I just yeah. you know I'm just I just need to know the answer. Sure. sure. Anyway, okay. uh, we're going to do some news now, and it's uh, we're here to inform, to entertain, and help you go home with more knowledge than you came with, here with. So here we go. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. In the news this morning, good morning. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by. Brought to you by Coverville today at noon. Yes, we're back at noon because uh, today is a Q&A day for the uh, training, and it'll probably end by noon. And even if it doesn't, those are recorded, and I can watch them anytime. So noon. Uh, Mountain Time, that is, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Hey, Joni Mitchell just turned 80, and if you like songs like uh, Free Man in Paris, Blue, Carrie, the Dry Cleaner from Des Moines, Woodstock, Big Yellow Taxi, River, I mean, all of those great songs, you're going to love hearing them performed by other people, like folks like Girl Puppy and Tim Curry and Goldie Hawn. What? Goldie Hawn? Yes, Goldie Hawn, who in 1972 recorded a cover album that's right. Uh, Frente, Jenna and the Charmers. Oh, my God. So many great artists. You're going to hear them today. Twitch.tv slash Coverville at noon. Even if you think you don't like Joni Mitchell, you're going to like this episode. I, gu- I guarantee it. I just found a picture of her at 80. She just looks yeah. so cool to me. She does. She looks like your your aunt who uh, you're going to, you know, go uh, go visit when you're out in some, you know, visiting some part of the country. It's like, oh, I'm going to go see my Aunt Joni. How you doing, Joni? Good. You need <laughs> anything? Looks, let's, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. She looks awesome. Yeah. All yeah. right. Check that out today. What time did you say? I'm sorry. It was old time, new time. Uh, new time, 12 noon. 12 noon, everybody. Joni and Marvel Snap. Nice. Because uh, I don't want to hook up everything to play uh, Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> Warcraft Rumble. <laughs> yeah. Would you, uh, what would be, is it all, you'd have to do something different than you currently, the way you play it? or? How yeah, you- like like Snap, I can, I, there's a there's an app, uh, a Mac app that I can just play it oh. on my computer and then drop it right into OBS. Right. But, um, 
to do Marvel or to do Warcraft or any other game, I have to rehook up the uh, out the uh, whatever it's called over here the uh, the little uh, little puck device that uh, pulls in yeah. uh, HDMI uh, the little stream little deck splitter stream, thing. So Steam Deck Steam Deck Stream Deck Stream Deck Stream Deck, deck. Stream deck. Stream Deck or whatever it's Yeah, Stream Deck, because if it was Steam Deck, that would be a, that's not it. I have one of those right there, a Steam Deck and a Stream Deck. Stream Deck, Steam Deck. I played Diablo in bed on that thing last night because I couldn't sleep. Did you? Let's see, that helps a lot. Yeah. Playing Diablo right before bed. That's a good way to make sure that you sleep well. I was even, I even, (laughs) I even thought, is there, was there a quest I did that was about a mirror or a mirror image or something? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Maybe. That's an interesting thought. Like, that's where you, yeah. Entirely possible. It's all, it's all uh, vampires this season. So I don't know. Who knows what's going Hmm. on in there? Sure. Sure. Uh, Here's your first story. A Somerset gimp. All right. The kind you're thinking of. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Like the Pulp Fiction gimp. Yeah. Basically. That kind of gimp. Bring out the gimp. Uh Bring out the gimp. Uh, Was banned from wearing a gimp suit in public and, quote, crawling, wriggling, and writhing on the ground, unquote, for five years. Oh, man. This is a real bummer. This is in the the UK, by the way. I like, okay, I love it. But he's known as the Somerset gimp. Yep. Like, this is his, this is his title. You can't tell the naked cowboy to put clothes on remembers, is, uh, raise your hand if you remember the naked cowboy oh my gosh he's still is it that's still a thing you think guy in times square yeah. wearing underwear playing guitar the naked cowboy i don't know if he's still a thing i have to assume gravity's taking its toll by now and he's not looking that great but i don't know what do i yeah. know yeah he was a huge deal though in like the early 90s he was a huge deal though is what I meant to say. Did I say dildo? Anyway. Dildo. He's a huge dildo. He's yeah. a huge dildo. <laughs> uh, a man known as the Somerset Gimp has been banned from dressing that way in his all-black gimp suit in public at night, doing all that stuff for five full years. Joshua Hunt, age 32, was issued with the sexual risk order after police linked him to 25 incidents across the country. This is, again, in the UK. Don't be blaming us for this one, you guys. Yeah. Uh, the order also prevents the self-employed gardener from wearing any type of mask or face covering in public unless for medical reasons. District judge imposed the restrictions following a hearing in Bristol Magistrate's Court just a week after Hunt was convicted of two offenses under the Public Order Act of intentionally causing harassment, harm, or distress, or alarm, or a distress. Uh, last week, uh, hearing, let's see, uh, heard how a man in all black gimp suit had terrified two female motorists in May this year in Bleeden near Weston Supermare. <laughs> Weston Supermare. You guys just make up town names just willy nilly, don't you? It sure Weston feels like Supermare. A, yeah. Weston Supermare. What even, what even is that? Uh, anyway, apparently this dude's been doing this since 2018 in very remote locations. Uh, the evidence is what they say in, the, in this quote. The evidence of the earlier incidents is based upon intelligence reports and the latter reports in more specific, says the judge. Uh, if the court is satisfied with the intelligence of the earlier incidents were of a sexual nature and committed by the defendant, there is material within that bundle that relates to that of a sexual nature and the acceptance of necessity. You guys talk gibberish over there. Yeah, no kidding. Exactly. So, oh, geez. I don't like the mask that the, uh, oh, do you the got Somerset... A, we got a photo? Uh, I didn't know we had a photo. Yeah, there's photos in the uh, in the link. And it's not just one mask. He has multiple masks that he uh, that he wears. Oh, okay. Here we uh, go. Oh, yeah. There he is. With the, with the sewn-in cross, uh, cross-outs? Yeah, the, the X, the red Xs and the grinning face and stuff. So... Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm like not it. a fan either. And it feels like if this guy was just doing it as like a 
Ah, he's showing up at another, uh, you know, unveiling of a grocery store. Or he's, you know, he's <laughs> in the background of this tennis match kind of thing, showing yeah. up on TV. Yeah. That would be one thing. And, and, and then, you know, if he's not doing this for a sexual gratification, right, for his own little fetish pleasure kind of thing, yeah. and just doing it as a joke, then I'd say, ah, you know, what's the harm? Let him run around in this... Uh, this black bodysuit. But I think looking at the picture of the guy without the costume and then the costume, it's like, oh, yeah, no, nobody wants this guy running around. No, I don't want him anywhere near me. That guy's yeah. freaking me out just looking at him. Yeah, yeah. no, he's uh, a <clears throat> crusty trail wherever he walks, it feels like. Clamp down on your on your BS uh, Somerset, England. What's yeah. What's going on over there? Get your get your gimp under control, which yeah. is what they're apparently doing. Keep your you know, five five years of no gimping is apparently yeah. what they've. Uh, <laughs> you have to abstain from gimping for five years. Yeah, set it with a with a but a powdered wig. You know, that's right. Yes, exactly. The yeah. the. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I, there are times yeah. I kind of wish we had that tradition here. Um, oh, in sure. Courts. sure. I just think it'd be funner, more, more funner. It'd be more it'd fun be to watch. Funner. It'd be yeah. so much funner. <clears throat> I just think I think we, I'd you know, dislike Clarence Thomas a tiny bit less than I do if I saw him in a powdered, powdered wig, a powdered uh, UK judge barrister, not barrister. That's the lawyer. Is oh. it, is he, are they just called judges in uh, uh, barristers? UK, are lawyers, Zoe? judges are. Uh, yeah, is magistrates just, or something. Is it or just judges? The, what is the term for uh, for? Is there, they just call judges? Um, let's see. I can't find anything. Magistrates. I guess the barristers did wear because John Cleese wore one of those wigs in Fish Called Wanda. Yeah, that's true. He was well. So, he was a he was a barrister was for a lawyer. sure. Yeah. Lawyer, yeah. Just judges, they say. Okay. Just judges. Okay. But but under the crown. Oh. Oh, a judge under the crown. I'm a judge under the crown. Yeah. Special, okay, so special. magistrate. So what is <clears throat> um this may this may, you know, take us into sorry Wendy, we just don't have time for your territory. No, but, I um, like this. This is fun. What type. is a magistrate? Yeah. What is a magistrate versus a judge? Yeah. And I guess we could Google it. Let, hey everybody, watch us Google on uh, TMS. There's also a magistrate judge. Yeah, I think which is what I think is uh, what what uh, Zoe's grandmother was. Oh, that's cool! I didn't know that about Zoe's grandma. Yeah, that's cool. Did she uh, did she lay down any hard law? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you do why, over there. Why does it feel like you're asking Zoe something very inappropriate? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This this is a day full of dumb <laughs> Scott shit. <laughs> Um, a civil officer or lay judge who administers the law, especially one who conducts a court that deals with minor offenses and holds preliminary hearings for more serious ones. Okay. Uh, okay. So kind of like like um, the judge you get when you did something kind of wrong as opposed to really wrong. Yeah, like Harry Anderson on night court versus uh, the upper court that you'd go to next, right? Yeah. So you'd go into night court. <clears throat> they right, do their right, quick exactly. little thing. Harry then, Anderson is the magistrate before you yeah, go to Judge yeah. uh, Alito, not Judge Alito. Well, Judge Alito, but uh, sure. Who's the some who fancier was, judge? Ito was the one in the OJ trial. Right? Oh, Ito, right? The yes. the Asian guy, yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah, there you go. We've learned a little something there. We have, yes. Yeah, so magistrates and judges and and uh, and uh, powdered wigs. And Indeed. I had a weird, uh, you know what? I'm just going to share this real quick. I had a weird because while I was looking for this, I found a thing that I had a back and forth with a listener on. Um, oh, good. Okay. All right. Do I have it in here? Hold on. Uh, 
Is this it? No. Crap. I got to find it. I replied to him, so I know it's in here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't find it. Dang it. I had somebody who who went after us for uh, giving John Voigt shit on the show. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Let somebody please protect John Voigt from uh, this podcast. I, I okay. think I found right. it. Here it is. Um, okay. <laughs> of all people, like, like, hey, you said some... You know, pretty harsh things about uh, Richard Marx the other day, or uh, you said some pretty mean things about Britney Spears, and that I can see. But man, leave John Void alone. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird flex. But anyway, this is okay. I found it. I won't say their name. I'm not, and this is not me calling them out. I just wanted to share sure. what I replied with because I think it, I think okay. this is something useful here. He says, "Howdy, always enjoy the show. Been listening for quite a while. My only gripe is that you feel you need to insult conservatives. Don't know what John Voigt did to you." Calling him and people you don't like stupid only makes you guys sound ignorant and childish. Keep over all the good work. All right. So I wrote back and said, I'm insulting John Voigt, not you, not conservatives. Hell, I kind of am one. Well, I'm like what they used to be before a percentage of them lost their minds and sold their souls. Was that too harsh? <laughs> should, should I have not? It was- you know, it was uh, it was like one of those handshakes from '80s movies where the guy shakes the hand and then he slowly starts increasing the pressure <laughs> until your hero is going, "Ow, ow, ow!" Okay, <laughs> like you were, you were, you know, you start out really nice and then. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I got more annoyed as I wrote. I guess. No, but... I, I'm not calling. I'm not calling you stupid, and unless you're one of those people that just got stupid. <laughs> well, if you're, I mean, if you really are into John Voight and his amazing takes, I, maybe I am. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. John Voight's a psycho, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not a. I, listen, I don't care. I don't care to listen to what uh, Scott Bayo has to say these days, no. or what uh, no. John Voight or. Um, Who's another one? Uh, uh, and for Ricky the record, Schroeder? Isn't it Ricky Schroeder? Guys, you guys can call these guys conservatives if you want. They're not, Cameron, dude. Yeah. These aren't conservatives. No, no. They're they're weird. And they're doing weird shit. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. I mean, call them what you even, want. Do what you, you know, want. I don't care. People can do whatever I don't they even want. know what uh, Corey Feldman's uh, political affiliation is, but I'm, I'm thinking he's... Oh, yeah. Know, he's weird on his own. He's, he's steered off the road a little bit. Yeah. I saw a really funny video the other day where he was mic checking for, uh, you know, because he performs now. Yeah. It's like a yeah, Michael yeah, yeah. Jackson thing. I drove, I, I uh, had one of his, uh, I had somebody from the opening act in my lift the other day. And what? he was talking about how Corey Feldman wouldn't let them come in and set up any of their stuff until he was done with his mic check. And he took forever with his mic check, which means that the opening band had to set up while people were filing into the to the auditorium to see the show well whoops the freaking do for him dude with this exactly like he would not let them even bring their equipment into the uh the backstage area while he was doing his mic check and doing sound check what the heck man yeah yeah. well the video i saw i'm sorry so yeah tell me about well he was doing his mic check and he goes so he's he's like he he hadn't gotten to the mic yet he's over here like fiddling with a guitar or with an amp or something yeah and then yeah. he turns around and it didn't didn't gauge the right distance between him and the mic and just smacked that mic right in the middle of his eye socket. Just bonk! And then just went, ah, like that. And that's the whole video. It's amazing. He wasn't wearing his, his sunglasses? I thought he always wore sunglasses. No, apparently he only needs them when he's actually performing and trying to I look like you. Michael Jackson okay. Jr. or whatever it yeah. is he does. Uh, 
I am avoiding politics. But the boy who cried woofed in the chat says, Scott, yesterday you said you're avoiding politics. Dude, I'm avoiding it like crazy. I'm avoiding it like a master. I'm yeah. just sharing this interaction. That's all. That's not me getting we, uh, into politics. That's sharing an interaction. Right. Dean and I watched about as much of the debate as we could handle last night, which to say was uh, um, Lester Holt saying, all right, we're about to start the debate. First, let's introduce the candidates. And they all came out. And then he says, uh, all right, well, let's get this shit show, shit show started with uh, <laughs> Ron DeSantis. Here's the thing I would say about the current yeah. lineup or specifically that Vivek guy. Oh, God. Take yeah. politics. I said this on Twitter as well. Take politics completely out of it. Just wash it clean yeah. of all political anything. There's no other issues. Just no politics at all. I yeah. would not be able to spend five minutes with that guy. Oh, no. His personality you know, makes like, me oh, want to break stuff. It drives me when we crazy. First, when we first saw him, we thought, all right, you know, maybe we're going to have, you know, kind of a voice of reason among the, the, the madness up there on stage. And I think he might be the worst one up there now. Like I, uh, I thought, uh, he's horrendous. Mickey and Ron DeSantis were uh, were pretty bad. They, this guy makes them look bad. I, I hate, I hate feeling like Chris Christie is the uh, the voice, is of the reason. only voice, the the person closest to a voice of reason up there. Yeah, he's he's as close as you get to the to an old conservative anyway. Which they yeah, just call rhinos and discount. They just like, oh, they're rhinos. So why do they count? You know, yeah. so that's why I'm out, dude. You guys do you? Yeah. You have your no, little boy who cried wolf. He's not saying he watched the debate. I'm saying I watched about five minutes of the debate. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Hell no. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying in general that that guy would drive me up a tree. Oh, yeah. I no, knew people like him growing up. Like you would spend time in class with a kid like that. And you're like, I don't want to be around that kid. He is really yeah. annoying. Just yeah. constantly. He's a little too intense and a little too intense in the, in, in a, in the wrong direction. Yeah, like I just don't like it. Bad, uh, badly focused intense. Just gives me gas. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Here's, yeah. so here's another story. Uh, floor. Oh, we're, sure. we're back to Florida. So don't worry. Gimp. Oh, good. Yeah. We're off the gimp and we're on to the Florida man. He was cited for a booty patrol trucks resemblance to a border patrol vehicle. Yes. Have you seen the photos of this thing? Yeah, They're amazing. it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm going to share them with the chat here real quick. This is from the UPI. Here it is. Uh, let's give you a shot of this thing. There it is. Well, there's video. I guess I can play the video, but I'm not going to play the audio. Patrol. Whoop, I did. Oh. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you want to hear the newscaster say, booty patrol? Booty patrol. <laughs> now the weather. Uh, yeah, so this Florida guy was issued a citation when sheriff's deputies determined his truck labeled booty patrol was too close to resembling a border patrol vehicle, the DeSoto County Sheriff's Office said, of the white Chevy Silverado. I used to have one of those. That thing drank so much gas. I'm glad I never I got really? rid of it. Oh, my yeah. gosh, Brian. We had it when the kids were little, so it was like big and you know lots of seats and everything. Sure, sure. But that thing, you could hear it going <laughs> down the road, just gulping the gas. <laughs> anyway, which bears a green stripe on the side uh, that says booty control on the back and has been spotted in several counties. The uh, driver was cited under a law banning vehicles from having red and blue lights too closely resembling that of law enforcement vehicles. Uh, comment underneath the Sheriff's Office Facebook post included, the truck is a show vehicle. And the lights were only ever used in the filming of a music video and not any public roads. Yeah, but you can't go. You're effectively impersonating a thing if you're on the road yeah. with it. It doesn't matter sure. whether it was for a video. If you're out driving it, then yeah, you exactly. If you're if, right for a show, great. Keep it <clears throat> covered up. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, I'm curious. So no one's being pulled over. I'm sure he's like pulled somebody over to say, "All right, let me see that booty." Yeah, let's look at that <laughs> put booty. Your, put your hands on the uh, hood of your car and show me dead ass. It's like that. Uh, it's like when they do strippers in movies. They always show up like that and go, yeah, like male right. strippers. They're like, "You're under arrest for being too sexy," and then they tear exactly. off exactly right. It pulls off the. Uh, it's so <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, I love it. Uh. Uh, final story actually we may not have time sure. we don't it's time to go we're gonna take we a break time. yep sorry dc firefighter who stopped at a chick-fil-a while on an emergency call we'll talk about you on monday <laughs> we'll just have to wait till tomorrow yeah that's just a taste uh we'll take a break now and come back with my sister she's got one of these here emails from you guys and um i think it's a good one so does she so we're gonna talk yeah. about it that's coming up after this break from brian and his massive music collection yeah, well, you've heard me talk about this genre before um, that I that I really like called shoegaze uh, shoegaze pop, which is uh, you know a very plinky plunky kind of uh, indie pop sound that that I really like, um, and I think some people also really like it as well. And uh, it's a band called Crystal Canyon. No, they're not a porn star. It's a Crystal Canyon, brand new LP that just came out last week called Stars and Distant Light. This is the first song off of. The album, it's called Sierra. Big thanks, by the way, to The Syndicate for sending this along. I really, really like this album and, and totally uh, totally love this song. And, uh, you know, if I'm a shoegazy fan, then I'm a shoegazy fan. Sure. Here are Crystal Canyon and Sierra.
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This episode of The Morning Stream is brought to you by Scent Air. It's the luxury home fragrance trusted by pros. Why don't you go to scentair.com and use the promo code STREAM to get an extra 25% off your order. Scent Air diffusers are sleek and fill your space with vivid fragrance for up to 300 
hours. Boy, my office could use this. The Scentair app lets you schedule your fragrance and control your intensity right from your phone. All of Scentair's more than 60 fragrances are phthalate-free, cruelty-free, safe for families, and EcoValdis certified sustainable. Have a room that needs a little extra scent attention? Well, Scentair is here for you. Once again, try the luxury home fragrance trusted by pros everywhere by going to scentair.com and using the promo code STREAM, that's S-T-R-E-A-M, for up to 25% off your order. Uh, you see, you'll be spending millions of dollars, hundreds of millions perhaps, for nothing. What's your name? Phillips, sir. You're fired. Vomiting, abdominal pains, and diarrhea. It was hard to tell which caused the most trouble. And we're back. Who is that again? Sure, that's a band called Crystal Canyon from their brand new album, which is called Stars and Distant Light. Uh, that is a new song called Sierra. Sounds nice. It is. It's very, very lovely. Whenever lovely. anyone says Sierra, I think of burnt sienna. Is that weird? Yeah. No, I know. It's, uh, you know, being being artists and, and fans of the crayon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and buying all those... Some people who try and pronounce it with one syllable, crayon. Yeah, my daughter says crayon. I don't know. Wendy, do you okay. say crayon or do you say crayon? Like crayon, but it's because I haven't lived in Utah for a long time. Yeah, it's a Utah. <laughs> Is it really a Utah thing? Yeah, crayon? or it may be kind of regional. Crayon. I feel like, you know. I think it's regional. Like, yeah. I, I still have to slowly say mountain. Like, I can oh, do it. I mountain. Have to focus. Oh, what do you you do a gap sound for the T? Mountain. Mountain. Yeah. mountain. mountain. Oh, but Brian, Mr. Brian, you are the one that pointed out how I say W A I T, and I am obsessed with not saying it wrong. Oh. <laughs> but I, it's so hard. I'm like, wait. <laughs> that makes two of us because Brian's the first yeah. one to point it out with me as well. That's yeah, funny. I think Scott pointed out to, to somebody pointed out about Scott first. And then when I hear, heard, I heard, heard you do it, Wendy, <laughs> then all of a sudden it was like, like, oh. Oh boy! That one time you know I hear amazing? you do it. Yeah, what's that? What's amazing is Pete cannot stop. That's the exact. That's how he says the word. I think he, it's probably how he spells it. And I cannot undo the damage. Well, it's weird because you. Child. That means you did it because he oh, is obviously. only. He's only been old enough to live in Sweden and, and learn to speak. It's you. It's I'm totally the problem. You. Yeah, Hi. well done. Nicely done on that. Oh, I forgot to play this. I'll explain the situation to Wendy. Don't worry. Okay, now it's official. Wendy's here, everybody. <laughs> now it's real. Yeah, now, now it's real. The therapy Thursday has been rot real. Yeah, we're, we're super real now, so get ready and hold on to something. Uh, Wendy's here. She's my sister, but also a practicing real therapist who does real stuff all the time for real people and does realsteps.org as well. There's a lot of real going on. We're being very real today. A lot of realness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have heard from a couple of people who are new to your... Uh, thing this year or to uh, this session who are already raving about about it so just so you know they already they already love where where you're at somebody told me i won't i won't use names but somebody said they had to go buy an actual alarm clock and that's all i'll say do you know what that's about you probably do yeah okay yeah all right baby we're gonna save their lives um i'm gonna quote someone (laughs) someone in the in the real steps chat we have a discord channel Um, i'm gonna quote um drank normally just has tea in the morning soda at lunch and milk or water at dinner while cleaning up after dinner i stopped and realized i didn't drink a soda today and didn't even notice what is this witchcraft it is witchcraft <laughs> i have I one here right it's now awesome. I, I need to it's talk witchcraft. to you uh all right well we're gonna get to our thing so this is kind of a follow-up in a way um 
yeah. uh, sort of connected to what we've been talking about recently. Okay. I'll go ahead and just read through it. But this is from an anonymous listener who wrote in and said this. Maybe this can be a topic for an upcoming Therapy Thursday. It's somewhat related to the moral injury talk, which I uh, got a lot of a lot of good out of. I consider myself a pretty sensible person who thinks of the immediate community around them and who tries to be good, respectful, and friendly to all regardless of any other factor. I let the person merge in front of me on the freeway. Boy, this is a person my wife should know, get to know. Uh, <laughs> she gets so road ragey about cutting people off. Does she really? Oh, yeah. oh, no. Okay. When people are oh, bad drivers, funny. she just, well, it's a whole different Kim. No one sees this but me. Yeah, anyway, wow. I happily ignore people in public being rude or pushy because I'd rather just we move on with our day instead of cause a ruckus. I'm definitely an empathetic person because I can't stand to see and read the news because of the horrors of life are actually what got me into the darkest of mental states, resulting in medical and therapy or medication, medication. therapy. Yeah. But it seems that every day, more and more, people are the opposite of what I am. People actively choosing to be hostile and aggressive, uh, almost as if they enjoy misery rather than peace. A perfect example is right now I am working on a large Halloween haunt as a monster. So this is obviously an older email. Yeah. And the amounts of guests who come in to be rude, mean, and assault those dressed in costumes is overwhelming. I fear for any woman in costume because uh, the men see them as an easy target for assault. And, of course, due to corporate BS, we are at risk of being fired if we fight back. We've always had a-holes in the world, and I'm sure it's been a glaring result of the pandemic and political landscape over the last few years. But my question is, what do we do to reverse this on a smaller, more personal scale and on the larger one as well? Thanks. Mm. So uh, a, here, here, dude. Yeah. This is, uh, Great this question. is a dude after my own heart. Yeah. This is, uh, a dude. Well, I think it's a lady, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. A person after our own heart. I don't know. I call my wife dude, yeah. so what does it matter? We all, everyone's a dude. Wendy, you're a dude. Well, yeah, yeah. I just exactly. it's gender neutral now. Yeah, it feels well, like um, it. But I think he, I think, I think he's saying he's a dude because he's saying he fears for any woman in costume. Oh, I thought yeah. they were saying uh, me or any. Oh, me. Yeah, that's a good point. They don't really say yeah. is the point, and I think you're right. Like he says, well, this person says that a lot of people come in to be rude, mean, and assault those dressed in costumes. And he says, or they say, they fear for any woman in costume because they see him as an easy target of assault. So I'm like, oh yeah, so might be a dude, yeah, might be might be a dude. But all right, so we'll say, uh, uh, friend, yes, thank hey, you, friend, thank you're, you, friend. You're, a, you're a person after my own heart, friend. That's right, you're a friend of the show, and you're a friend of ours. Way to go. Um, so Wendy, where it's grappling with gender. What? Uh, <laughs> okay. Welcome, welcome to 2023. Yep. I know. Good. I'm gonna. gonna I want to. Okay. I want to say a thing about this real quick that just 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 jumped out at me. Um, yeah. The whole part about where is it? Uh, the uh, the okay. Here it is. Um, I can't stand to see and read the news because of the horrors of life. That yeah. that bit there <clears throat> makes me wonder if we've got somebody who's seeing not seeing more than there is how do i put this if you if you watch the news every day and you're really soaked yeah. up in it yeah you'll think that there's no such thing as anything but bad news because that's mm-hmm. all they show because that's what sells and that's all there is and and i and i so i say that this isn't me trying to call them out or anything obviously sure i hope but i'm just saying like is that a is that a sign of of where some of this anxiety comes from? I know it can do for me. Like when I'm when yeah. I'm way too uh, informed about all the negatives in the world, I tend to see the world from a negative perspective. And if I back off from that, 
and I see less of it. Um, and not so I, much like bury your head in the sand, but you know, it's less impactful when you're not watching. So it. I watch, um, I watch, uh, news, uh, Tina, I watch the news every night. We watch, um, the obviously Lester Holt, who I apparently adore cause I can't stop talking about him, but you uh, love Lester, you and Lester Holt may as well just elope at this point. <laughs> Meanwhile, I think, I think Wendy's juggling pots and pans over there working on her. Yeah. Uh, so you think you've got talent audition. Whoa. What is that? What, what is that? Is that what is yeah, that? What is, is that? that? A, are you, is, is that are you, a? Um, are you operating a zamboni or something right now? <laughs> okay, why? How can you hear that so well? I'm just lowering my standing desk. Oh, you you're probably because your computer's just getting yeah, vibrated by. Exactly. Yeah. I was whole weird. Okay. Good to know. It's I think too you're loud. Using, I, did not I think realize. you're using a microphone that is different from the microphone you think you're using. Oh yeah. Tap, tap on the mic. Tap, tap on, on the, the mic. Oh, I you am. You're yeah. yeah. You're right. It's not connected to. You're using the microphone that's built into your standing desk. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. No way. Okay. It's sorry about that. It sounded anyway, like anyway. a food disposal. No, no, I watch. Anyway. Tina and I watch the news every day, and and our experience with that is at least what we watch. You know, Lester Holt, he's talking about this stuff with Hamas. He's talking about this stuff with uh, um, the the actor strike. He's talking about this stuff going on. You know, basically the, the, the uh, debates and things like that. But I feel like there's still enough, at least in what we watch, positivity that it doesn't feel like it's all doom and gloom. I don't feel like um, – well, I mean, there are times I feel like the world is, is really heading towards uh, getting sucked into a, a real-life shithole. But um, but uh, for the most part, I feel like there is still some positivity around, and there's there's it's not that hard to look for it, not that hard to find it. But um, I've never felt like this overwhelming sense of dread just from watching the news. That might come from something else. Yeah, and you're and you're obviously you're not doing like. 24 hour news right like no 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 yeah, yeah. no we're watching yeah and yeah, we're like, watching you know local news certainly sprinkles in the uh and now here's a story about a squirrel riding a moped yeah and, you know you get that sort of thing you get so. the fun little local like flavor stories and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah exactly because I, I i was i have this theory that if everything was bad news like some people think it is and that everything's right. going uh, into a shithole as you said uh that we would be already because i think the 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 large we we've talked about this before on other on different levels but the large percentage of things every day are normal and average and just happening and uh good and neutral if it was if it was predominantly negative in every single person's life all the time i'm not even sure we'd be here like we'd be We'd have God. destroyed ourselves by now. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. So I just think it's just a it's a it's a weird mirror to look into, especially twenty four hour news networks. If people are watching Fox or CNN or anything in between all the time, and that's where they're getting their info, those networks are motivated one hundred percent twenty four hours a day to push stuff that enrages, freaks you out, makes you concerned, uh, put, makes you paranoid, like. We're, I, I really think that's a problem. It's bad. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that that's 100% this issue at all, but yeah. it's a it's an interesting offshoot from the conversation. Anyway, For Wendy, sure. so let's yeah. let's let's take it wherever you want to take it, though. Now that we've yep. taken Absolutely. a ride, now that we've <laughs> we've veered off from one sentence from uh, this person's from our friend's email here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was very funny to watch. Um, uh, it's great. 
That was great. Uh, it's funny because this person says, I definitely empathetic because I can't stand to see and read the news. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I guess I read that anyway, wrong. No kidding. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I kind of so read into it's that. it's all good. Yeah, my I bad. I liked your theory. It was great. But I'm actually going to I'm gonna steer it uh, with that concept of the person knows they're empathetic, feels a lot of feelings, right? And so this feeling of like people are being particularly mean, they're going to maybe be more sensitive to some to some of that than someone else who just doesn't pick up vibes very easily. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing too, is like a couple things did happen pandemic wise that, I mean, Facebook's been doing this for years, guys. Let's all just be honest of sort of pitting you against each other in certain ways. But I think the pandemic had a, a very um, physical manifestation of which team you were on, if you're wearing a mask or not, or if you were, fighting this or that, or, you know, like it just came, became a little more, the differences became a little more public, a little more heated. People were scared and behaving in certain ways that maybe, you know, and then treating, we, we have a new term for the person selling you the coffee. You know, they're the essential worker. They are the front line of a mm-hmm. uh, pandemic. Right. And so I think behavior, we, we all collectively became more sensitive to behavior in retail that maybe was always bad. Um, but it kind of has turned towards other people uh, as well. Right. I mean, we have the video of Kevin and Costco or whatever. And so I think the awareness, it's kind of the thing we've talked about this before. Like you get a new car and then everyone's driving that car and you're like, Whoa, I didn't notice before. Yeah. I think the, our, everyone's collective sensitivity went up a little bit and also bad behavior went up. I mean, mm-hmm. I live in a state where, um, there is hard data to show people drive worse than they did before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, they drive faster, they drive more recklessly or whatever. Right. And so there is kind of a weird thing that maybe has occurred. It's not as all doom and gloom as maybe you would think, but this person is feeling it. So let's start with that. And this is a really key sentence. I consider myself a pretty sensible person. Yeah. So Everyone considers themselves a sensible person. I'm not sure if you, everyone's aware of this. Most people, <laughs> unless they're nobody really, says, a, nobody says, great. you know, I really consider myself to be a really uh, bipolar I'm and sensible. And yeah. I don't ever know what's going on. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. Yes. Most yeah. people sure. think that. Sure. And most people, if you ask them, think they care about the community around them and that they're good and respectful and friendly. Right. I, I can almost guarantee, unless they have some decent self-awareness. And they are just jerks and they know it. Most people would consider themselves that. So, so let's try to figure out what is actually maybe happening. Like what is happening? If everyone thinks they're decent, kind people, you know, who is the nicest person I know is Kim, but behind the wheel is Kim, the sensible, (laughs) lovely, kind, generous person. I mean, she's off. She's often correct about why she's mad behind the wheel. (laughs) <laughs> like she's correct that the guy cut her off she's correct that the guy's tailgating her she's correct yeah. usually about the reason but unlike if we're in the mall and somebody cut in front of her she's she would be like oh i'm so sorry i didn't you know i hope i didn't get in the way you know she'd be a mm-hmm. very different in the car she's like oh freaking a-hole is she all right what is she is she a uh uh so tailgater behind her is she a slowdown is she a um Mostly uh, none of that. So she won't do anything to put anyone at risk or cause yeah, an altercation. Yeah. What she, yeah. all she does is just turn into someone who says stuff. So she'll start going. Oh yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay, yes, I'm that too. Right, like, she's like I this will... guy is hugging my 
she'll and, and it's the only time you'll ever hear Kim swear. This guy's hugging my ass right now, and I'm about ready to explode. And I'm like, honey, it's fine. He'll go around. Just give him a second. Yeah, but yeah. he's been and like she just really gets up, <laughs> fired up about it. Yeah, my uh, my buddy Chris Brown. So I like I said, I always I, I feel like I'm a pretty considerate driver as well. If somebody pulled, you know, flicks their turn signal on and there there's room, I'll totally let them merge. Um, if uh, someone tailgates me, I just kind of roll my eyes at them and say. You know, if I get out of the way, you're just going to do the same thing to the person that's three feet in front of me or one car length in front of me or whatever it is. Right, right. But um, <laughs> but I will call them out. And Chris Brown was in the car with me and he, he's, Tina's used to this. She just kind of laughs it off. Uh, Chris Brown was like, Brian, calm down. It's okay, Brian. <laughs> and Chris Brown is usually the person that I look at that like, you know, can fly off the handle or, or, or not fly off the handle, but get very sarcastic and uh, uh, biting wit. And so hearing him, maybe, maybe this is probably something good for Wendy to hear, like hearing, hearing somebody who's not used to the way I act in the car say, dude, calm down, chill mm. out. Mm. You know, maybe that's saying something. But yeah. uh, Well, know. it's also showing like you can be a different character at different times. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, so sure. maybe, I mean, people in a haunted house, um, are behaving in particular ways that, I mean, I, I worked in a haunted house once. No one behaved well in a haunted house that I noticed. <laughs> really? <laughs> because they're scared or they're peeing their pants in the corner because oh, they're well, sure. freaking out. Or they're, or they're aggressive, like someone's coming at them and they get aggressive back. Everyone is yeah, responding to sure. fear, though it's made up fear, in their own kind of way. Now, you may find, and I think this sometimes is just sheer numbers, people go, there's more people coming through that haunted house than there would have been 20 years ago. Mm. And so maybe behavior shifts because of just population growth and demand for certain services. Like you go to a crowded restaurant and how does someone treat a, a wait staff when it's not crowded? Maybe they're a little different, right? Like there's, there's a lot of factors or make a room hot. You get people to behave pretty badly, right? Like there's mm. a lot of factors that go into the place, go into this. But I want to say something about what might be actually happening to a person who says things like our email or like, I am an empathetic person. I happily ignore people who are rude in public or like, I, I am a good guy. I'm doing all the right things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the question is, if everyone kind of thinks that's what they're doing, they might also say, well, I have boundaries, right? They might describe it differently. Like I won't let someone maltreat someone else or I'm going to, they're going to describe themselves usually as a good guy. Mm-hmm. And then, but then who's doing all the bad behavior? Right. Yeah, Somebody has to be people, doing it. Yeah. We can't, we can all be the sensible people that are not being. Right. <laughs> so I'm not accusing yeah. this emailer of not being sensitive and being a good person. They probably are. Right. But <clears throat> I'm going to describe, so we, we can all be our different selves in different circumstances. So there's that piece, but then there's also, I think we talked about this. Oh, I don't know, five years ago, probably it's been a hot minute where we talked about moral licensing. Do you guys remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. That is. Mm-hmm. Okay. The moral licensing or self-licensing is kind of is this idea that it, it gives you license to do something bad because you just did something good or you've done something good recently or you identify yourself as good. Yeah. So uh, let's see, an example might be purchasing a, like a green product, like look at me. And then that increases your likelihood of purchasing something that was probably made by small children in Malaysia (laughs) and it's a luxury item and you're ridiculous. Right. So it's, it's giving, so, so you can have like a, a a sort of simple version of that. But I was thinking as I read this email, like, Oh, 
maybe some of the bad behavior is actually moral licensing like on acid. <laughs> so for example, let's take, let's take pandemic era behavior, right? Yeah. What was going on for Kevin and Costco? How did Kevin have the moral licensing or self-licensing maybe of, I am in the right here. I mean, who knows? Maybe he later Kevin, left. And Kevin from Costco shame. is the one who like refused to wear a mask. That's that guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like was, belligerent i i don't yeah. actually remember he, he was i mean there were a bunch of those but he was kind of like bunch, gr- yeah. he was ground zero patient zero the of poster that. child yeah. for yeah, for uh, yeah. bad, bad costco behavior exactly <laughs> exactly okay so you can take this situation you've got a global pandemic everyone is mm-hmm. acting in a way you think is ridiculous mm-hmm. and you don't want your personal freedom on your face or whatever your whatever your story is it's really strong and you are feeling affronted so you are you are thinking, no, we're going to spread the germ around so people can build immunity. I'm the good guy. Mm-hmm. And then you go into a situation where you're not allowed to do the thing you think is like whatever you have believed or been has been fed to you then turns into, I am right. My actions are justified. So now we're in a, now we're taking individual people's ability to manage anger, strong feelings, and we're putting them in a cost. you know so it's like it's everyone is different at this right like think of your tendencies that you're not proud of and now imagine someone pouring gas on all the circumstances that make that tendency really show up right so i feel like i'm a good person i've done good things and so i'm going to do a thing and and still feel like i'm i'm justified or it's rationalized does that make sense Mm -hmm. so it's a little different than like buying something but it is a is a bit of my good personness um, and doing the right thing is justifying these actions when what we're maybe really getting down to is how people respond in certain environments. Right. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we can think everyone else is rude and not see ourselves correctly. So I forget what that's called focal point bias or something where we really can just only see our side of the story. Yeah. And so everyone else coming in doing behaving certain ways is is terrible, right? So yeah. then so there's that. There's maybe that on an individual level we can kind of see maybe how people can justify their behavior and do things because they think they're they're good and they are actually have a right to do naughty things because they do good things. Um mm-hmm. but then there's also kind of maybe a a bigger picture thing here which um comes down to my favorite um therapeutic thing to work on with people because it is so powerful and damaging. Um, but it has a side to it that I kind of miss and that is shame, <laughs> yeah. right? Like shame is the thing that keeps people so stuck in behaviors and um, shame avoidance, shame minimization. We will do lots of things to not feel that. Mm. And so we added this layer of public shaming, I think culturally when the internet became a little bigger, right? Like just this, we can demolish someone or, you know, anyone's thoughts. Um, we will flip them or people's mistakes or, you know, I think often about that kid who was wielding the, the laser saber, lightsaber. Oh, the, the, oh. the video, the, the lightsaber kid. Uh, lightsaber yeah. kid. Or what, is, what was his name? I can't remember his name now. Yeah. Whatever it was. Because he has a real name and a real life, but like <laughs> yeah. the way he struggled because of that was yeah. like immense. Yeah. And that's, because it created so much shame. It wasn't in his control, right? All of those different things, right? But you you flip that to the no shame problem, right? Where I'm going to say whatever I want to say. I can publicly 
slander, you know, just like the absolute a-hole <laughs> thing yeah. that people mm-hmm. do. Yeah. You can think of a couple examples. What's the first thing I, you think of? Like a person without shame behaving in public life. Um, I mean, it's easy to just say the whole Karen Kevin thing because it's there was so much of it, right? So many Karens, so many uh-huh. Kevins, and we all just named them that, you know? Right. So we they were these faceless people that kind of had a common haircut. They often seemed to be white. Like we have all these things that that we amalgamated about them and then called them one single name. We made it real simple. Right. We, 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 right. Redacted them down to reduce them down to one, one nickname, barbecue Karen or yeah. uh, mm-hmm. bottled water Karen or <laughs> Starbucks yeah. Karen. Or but, whatever. but like anybody who does the problem, there's some people who, who do this sort of thing because it makes them money. And right. then there are people mm-hmm. who do it because they just got caught on camera having a moment. Right. So I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking of anything like what, which, which one's more, well, the more devious one are people that do it on purpose and know they're doing it and have a big money trail as to why they do it. So if you if you make your, if you make your living being a jerk on YouTube because you do random pranks on strangers at Walmart for, for, for clicks, that's, that's a different category of jerk Yeah. than somebody who happened to be at a Walmart and made a scene in the moment, but otherwise we've never heard of them and they didn't, you know, they don't make money from that. So I don't know. That's a hard question. I don't know how to answer it. Right. And everyone has different dispositions too, right? Like some are, sometimes people are more naturally more like, Oh, let's settle down. Peace. Mm, You know, Mm -hmm. they want to avoid the conflict. Others may, you know, that's just their style is to be louder or brasher or whatever. And then you've got like, how that all works in the public square is, mm-hmm. is wild. And then, you know, the internet is a whole nother version of the public square that just, it, it does its thing. I, I often think of, and, and I'm going to say this as politically uh, neutral as I can, um, but Donald Trump has invited something into the political discourse that I think has, is there sort of secretly. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's just, it's very open, which is, he doesn't feel, he feels shame about his height and his hands and other things, but he does not feel shame about breaking social norms of like decorum or that type of thing. And I think the, the starkest reality of what he did, and then you give him a Twitter handle was that bullying or behaving in those particular ways um, and having, there's no recourse if the person doesn't think it's wrong and there is no sort of, uh, I would say structures were so many structures or many institutions have been built on shame being a part of the equation, mm. right? Like think of Nixon. Yeah. Nixon chose to resign after lots of people told him he ought to, but that that's, if he had no shame, it was just like, whatever I, that he would, you know, at that time, I don't think that was a publicly viable option. Yeah. And I think, Trump broke the glass ceiling on that. You could say you um, can say a lot about Nixon, but he was uh, weirdly through all of it, kind of a statesman to the end. Um, right. And I don't mean that in some va- it, vaulted you know, way. I just mean he was, you know, he did the he did the thing that anybody would do, which is yeah, this is this is all too much. The evidence has gotten too much. I, do I want to sit through impeachment or should I? Should I resign? And he's going to resign. And you can never imagine and, Trump doing that. Trump can't even keep a gag order from uh, right. stopping right. him from yeah, talking. Exactly. What's yeah. the best for the country is like uh, uh, maybe code for 
also like, do you have some shame? Can we stop now? You know, like, yeah. mm-hmm. or I, I need to spend more time with my family. <laughs> like that's code for, oh, you've, you've broken the norms, right? Yeah. Like you think at one point having a president of the United States have, you know, Clinton was a great example of like, we were freaking out yeah. about his sexual stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, the president of France for all of eternity has a mistress that we all talk about and know about, right? Like it's a cultural <laughs> difference, right? Um, yeah. But there's a, you know, the, the the public agreement that has, has shifted. And I do think, um, you know, there's just a crassness that is like a, more allowable. And I, it's as if the loud parts get spoken or the quiet parts are spoken out loud. And you can say, oh, is this good for us to just have less collective shame? Or is there just as a, a species, you've got to have a couple things in place that we all agree on <laughs> so yeah. that we don't. Um, and, and I do think that has shifted a little in, in sort of public sphere, right? Like people maybe talk a little differently and behave in different ways. In fact, I saw this amazing clip that of like a town hall meeting and it, it I swear I was watching um, Parks and Rec. Like I'm watching their town. <laughs> is this real? Is this and it's just right. real, right? And and maybe it's always been a little real, right? It's just maybe we are aware of it. it's getting filmed, and that's that's the tricky part. So then we all get in this like despair mode of like everyone's more awful, and then we can isolate from people or not work something through or stay over here and be a good guy when really. Um, you know, sometimes it's just, you've never learned how to deal with conflict and we're conflict avoidant or, you know, whatever it might be. And so the answer is not don't be a bad guy or despair and hide in your closet. It's a lot more of, you know, maybe stats are helpful. Sometimes I find stats helpful and I was, I forgot, I don't know, maybe someone could look it up, but like, is it actually happening more? I do know bad driving in Minnesota is definitely up, (laughs) but where are we seeing this? Is it, is it as bad as we think it is? And because if it's all you think is happening, you're going to just keep seeing it and looking for it. Yeah, I was, I was trying to, to, I had this, this funny, I had this conversation with my kids the other day, a couple of them. We were having an argument because I was showing them statistics from 1990 until today. Mm, and yeah. violent crime is down overall Yeah, and has been yeah. trending down for a very long time. And you have blips and beeps and dips and peaks and stuff, but it's for the most part, it's a downward uh thing it's also worldwide not just the states but the one the stats i was looking at were from the states and these are actual statistics they're not you know some biased thing it's just actual stats here are the raw numbers they really had a hard time um reconciling that because you know in their minds things are much you're at any moment you're going to get shot at any moment you're going to get mugged at any moment you're going to get whatever and and i was trying to say i understand being careful i also understand that you know, we live in a time where you're being blasted with information all the time, but I think it helps sometimes to fall back on numbers and just look at the raw data, if you have it to look at, mm-hmm. and just right. see what what is actually going on versus what you think is going on, or or just at least challenge your own perceptions a little bit, yeah. no matter where they are. Even if they're too Pollyannish about where we are, you're going to find people who are way too, way too positive during a negative, and yet that seems discordant as well. So... Sure. I just think there's a there's an opportunity when when numbers are available like yours in Minnesota and these for what my argument it's a fun it's not fun but it's a great way to look at it and go ah I see the math sometimes the math is the math is different than what I'm seeing 
and and it will help you. I think it helped me. Yeah. And I, you're answering his final question, which was, "What do we do to reverse this?" Yeah. And you're you're exactly right. What you're doing is shifting perception to more of grounded in reality, right? So that's helpful. Also, just think about this for a moment. If you go and this, I'm going to give everyone this assignment. Um, but if you go into a situation already ready for someone to be a jerk, you're just more likely to find it than you are if you are going in with a different expectation. Now, that's why it's so shocking when you're in some kind of retail experience and someone is losing their mind and you're just like, what? Because that is not what you expected going in there, right? right. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the more sort of protected you act, and I mean, I could take this all into individual psychology on another day, but like the more protected you are acting, the more weary you are of everyone's nuts and crazy and like you're just going to keep seeing it when it may not fully be there or overreacting or being proven right or whatever it might be because you are just trying to protect yourself, right? You're scared. But if mm-hmm. we back it up to where is your information coming from? Is it fact? Is it fiction? Is it someone flaming fiction, which I think is a real thing where they get you terrified? I mean, I don't know if I came in your house and I started screaming fire, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You're going to respond. Mm-hmm. Your body's going to go, what? And you're going to be ready. Now, if I'm telling you, you cannot go to the grocery store because, oh, perfect one is Halloween candy with razor blades in it. (laughs) Right? Right. You're going to act really different. And the truth is there were never razor blades in candy or whatever. And the truth is candy is so expensive now. No one's going to take the time to put razor blades. Oh, no. It's like the fentanyl thing. It's like, oh, they're going to lace your candy with fentanyl. No. Right. Fentanyl is the business. If they sell fentanyl, they're not giving it away on Halloween. That's not how it works. Just to scare you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. But we have a a need to assuage fear. And when fear is presented in any way, we're going to do it in certain ways. Right. And so, so it's think of it as priming. You are being primed to see something bad. And then when you do see something bad, you are, you're escalated already, right? There isn't sort of the ramp up time. And that's kind of what I think about sometimes with different folks. And, you know, if your ramp is one inch because you're walking around mad, (laughs) like, okay. And so you may, like, if, if I would say there's a global bigger thing happening is people feeling destabilized, um, people having such constant flow of negative information um, doom scrolling being a, a good example of you're just ingesting over and over that it's all a bad thing and all a bad place. Right. right. And doesn't mean we don't have problems. It's just, it's really hard to tackle actual problems if you're fighting, you know, sort of riled up versions of problems. Um, anyway, but if you put your, you're primed already and then you're exploding at the gas station attendant, clearly your ramp, you've got something else that leads up to that. So is there more people in that position? And the answer might be, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's really what we're seeing. Um, people feel less secure. There's less safety net things. I just saw the worst thing the other day as some girl took her, some 26-year-old took her friend to a concert so she could get help in the medical tent because she can't afford the medical care. Oh, no, really? Oh, God. Just I, So just went to the concert just for the medical care. Yeah, went for the medical <laughs> care because it's cheaper. And you're like, okay, okay, that will destabilize a whole community who thinks, okay, well, I don't have access to healthcare. How do I, you know, like you, you just hear those stories and it builds up the thing. And you're like, Ugh. I mean, I go into my doctor stuff and just be like, 
are you guys ready to just rob me blind? And they're like, what? I mean, I have insurance, but you wouldn't think the way I feel because <laughs> I clearly pay a little too much attention to that because I've had some hard things happen. So I'm already prepped for medical to screw me over, right? And so you can just, if everyone could take a step back and have some honesty with themselves, like what are the things that are already getting you wild up so you only have an inch to give? And maybe we ought to work on some of that, mm, right? Mm. Um, and then if you're perceiving everything as that, and then I get to look at your podcast list and it's full of murder and rape and pillaging. Well, okay, maybe you're prepped, you're primed, right? So this would be a fun experiment if people are willing to try it. Prime yourself for one or the other this week. Just plan a date, <laughs> plan a time to go into the public square and interact with people and prime yourself. You can do, this is obviously a really rigorous study. You can either um, <laughs> pay attention to like, okay, let's, let's come up with two things to um, consume. So find a good news. I think it's a good news network on Instagram and Facebook. And then there's another one. Uh, good news. Anyway, but you just read about some cool things somebody did, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Find your hero, read about something amazing that was created or built or something. Find, right? that, find just, that John Krasinka, Krasinski podcast or the YouTube show that he was doing for yeah, a while. That was good. I like that. Yeah. Find something like that and just consume it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and have it be a decent 15, 20 minutes worth of consuming and then go drive and, or go into a store and, or interact in the public. Right. Just prime yourself and kind of see what happens to you in, in some of those interactions. Now, do the opposite. I want you to listen to the scariest murder mystery podcast <laughs> or the <laughs> or watch a bunch of people fighting in the street. Watch a protest that's gone really bad. Whatever. Just like prime yourself or people are terrible and they are they don't have my best interest at heart and I got to protect myself. And then go do the same thing. And you will have maybe different experiences. I don't know. I haven't I haven't done this. I just know personally I can make this fluctuate fluctuate pretty easily with what I'm paying attention to. Mm. Um, and you know, Thanksgiving's coming up folks. You're going to have conversations maybe with people who you don't see eye to eye with about certain topics. Um, you can use this little trick and prime yourself for compassion or prime yourself for neutrality or non-engagement. If that needs to be the thing or um, my favorite phrase I heard recently was to say, Oh, that's funny. You would think I would want to talk about that mm, yeah. <laughs> or they bring up something crazy and you just go, Oh, that's interesting <laughs> that you would choose this location for this kind of conversation. Yeah. You know, you just kind of flip it back with like questioning your judgment to have this with me right now. Um, but just sort of like, how would you handle that versus all right, I'm watching Fox news all morning and I'm ready to fist fight my brother-in-law as soon as we sit down at the table. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, Try it. Prime yourself slightly differently and see see how happens. I like it. I like that a lot. Uh, this is great. I, this is one, you know what, sometimes you guys will feed off a topic and then you'll send us a thing that's just sort of connected. This is a great one for that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So yeah. feel free to, you know, to branch out from stuff we cover and send emails like this because I think this is a great one. Um, this is yeah. good, Wendy. Are you, uh, so so it's going good, realsteps.org. Nobody can sign up yeah, right now, though. It's great. We got there. We're done for this round. So you just have to be you just sad. have to sit there and groove uh, on it. Yep. Just, just grieve it. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. We'll, we'll more information will come about other things, but yeah, this round has started and fantastic. People are loving it. Yeah. So we I, are 
happy to have them. They're so cool. Everyone's so great. They are great. Go uh, talk. Yeah. Talk about like um, we weeding yourself out, <laughs> or also perception, right? Like maybe these guys are really bad, but truthfully, like just the kindest, coolest people. And I always come back to this. Sorry, tying this back to the email is. Like if I focus on what amazing things people are doing, because there are endless amazing things people are doing and just simple kindnesses that are happening. If you just pay attention to it, it will, it will shift what you think of a person as. Yeah. I I love this phrase. And I I use this with parents all the time that you have a good kid having a hard time when, and that is every human being. They are basically at their core good, having a hard time. Yeah. And they may have been having a hard time for so long. It feels really hard yeah. to see that good part. Yeah. But you'd be amazed if you just kind of put that on your t-shirt and live that a little bit and just say, oh, that guy's having a hard time. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do a shirt that says, I am a kid having a hard time. <laughs> just oh. a kid having a hard time. <laughs> uh, well, have a fantastic week. And may all your Peters say wait. We'll see you next time. Bye now. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well done. Yeah, good stuff today. Good. Yeah, I like that. Um, Brian, we gotta we gotta go. But before we do, yeah, Jeff Sire wrote in, said this. Okay. Scott and Brian, how do you pronounce pe- pedant or pedant? I or assume those pedant. are the two choices. I, pedant. Or- I I've never heard the root of pedantic uh, said on its own. I think obviously the joke is we're we're pedantic yeah. coming from the guy who has sent me uh, sent us. Thirteen emails uh, <laughs> since uh, September first to to correct stuff that we've said on the show or yeah. address you know yeah, um, yeah. I might pronounce it sire sire is how I yeah. pronounce, uh, that's how I might pronounce that word sire dentic is what I said <laughs> uh, no we love we love Jeff's random messages and emails but boy that guy I think it's his hobby he's like he's listening we say something dumb and he's like oh, I'm firing one off here exactly, it comes exactly so uh, Zoe says it's pronounced pedant even even emphasis on both syllables okay so pedant pedant p or pedant 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 so pedantic yeah. ped not pedant pedantic i've you know pedantic you obviously put the emphasis on the middle syllable but uh look at we're doing exactly what he doesn't want us to do well hold on let's talk about pedantic yeah let's do pedantic longer. for the next half yeah. hour so we can get three more yeah. emails out of jeff that'd be great yeah. Uh, well, there you go. And uh, a quick reminder that we are supported by Patreon. Yeah, that's right. You guys know this. We've been doing it since 2014. And because of it, it is the thing that keeps the lights on around here. So if you're thinking, well, how can I continue or, or start to be a reason why those lights stay on? Easy. Patreon.com slash TMS. A bunch of you will be there tomorrow for our, our couch party. Uh, if you're not there live, we'll make sure to put it up for everyone else. And you're like, whoa, you can get that? Yeah, you can. You can also get pre-show content every day. Lots of other cool stuff, including art I just sent to the printer to have sent to you. Ooh, yeah, cool. Yeah. We got those cool, pins cool. coming at some point. Uh, they're not pins, oh, the um, uh, magnets, right? Oh, darn, I was excited we had pins. Yes, the magnets are uh, coming. <laughs> I've had nothing but, it's like, oh, cool, we have pins coming? No, you're talking about the thing I'm doing right here. These yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah, look at those. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've actually got paid projects going through the printer right now. Somebody needed 43 miniatures. Uh, great, easy to print, easy to clean up. I'm not sure how the heck I'm going to ship 43 miniatures without little tiny swords or little tiny daggers or things like that breaking off. So I've really got to figure out the uh, the best way to ship these. Oh, that's a really good point. Like, what are you going to yeah. do? What yeah, big the, giant... everything else about it is really easy. Like loading up the printer and 
cleaning things and making sure they look good and they printed fine, but it's like, oh no, I've got a bunch of, uh, cause you don't want to cure those with the, the supports on them. You want to take the supports off before you, you cure them with the ultraviolet light. Right. And, uh, that makes them hard and that makes them a little bit more brittle. Yeah. I don't know. Cause someone's yeah, holding it's... out a sword like this. That's a little skinny arm with a little skinny exactly, sword. Exactly. Exactly. So I've just basically got a really figure out some clever padding to make these things not hit each other or hit the sides of the box or anything like that it's going to be yeah. it's going to be some 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 work it does uh, sound like work all, that'll be yeah. fun though uh let me ask you this though so this is going to yes. get jeff all fired up but do you say pins yeah. or pens when you talk about like push pins or a pin you would wear like I, a thumbtack pin you would say pin I say right pin. Yeah. i say like pin if also. i'm bowling yeah. if i'm bowling i'm trying to hit the pins yeah, I'm I never, not trying to hit the pens. Yeah, I never say pens. Who says I'm pens? I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking milk. I'm drinking milk. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking. Not, you know, I'm. A, I'm not. Uh, this I, is my leg, not my leg. My league. <laughs> my my leg. My leg. Yeah, there's a one that people say. Yeah. My dad said crick instead of creek. Yeah, that was a fun one. Warsh. I'm sure. <laughs> Warsh was a good one growing up. Tina's Tina's mom says Warsh. That's yeah. awesome. Never change, mom. Tina's mom. Exactly. Uh, well, that's it for today's show. We're going to get out of here now. We got music, a request probably of some sort. What yeah, we do. This one's going out to uh, Zach Poignier, uh, who says, hey, Speedo and Banana Hammock. Look yeah. at that. Two, two words for the same thing with uh, S&B. On November 9th, I will be turning 44. So I'm requesting a cover. Growing up when riding in the car with my father, he liked country and I liked rock. We compromised with oldies. My favorite was The Lion Sleeps Tonight by The Tokens. So if you have a modern cover of that song or a cover song of a Pearl Jam song, which might be considered an oldie nowadays, uh, would be an awesome present for this guy. Can I get a cool sound effect or two about Jackie Chan or something funny of your choosing? Jackie Chan. Um, oh, man. Uh, hold on. I have, do I have any Jackies? I'm searching here. Okay. Here's a, uh, holy crap. I know we've recorded him doing something. Oh, uh, uh, what's that one we love? Um, Super Cup, uh, no, Rumble in the Bronx? No, where he goes, uh, uh, it's a, <laughs> the tuxedo, the spy next door. It's where he says, no, the thing he says, he says, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, something uh, with the fruit or something. <laughs> What's he say? Uh, oh, shit. Hold on. Yeah, no, he says uh, Peter Piper picked a... Oh, Peter something. Piper played the flute or something like that. Yeah, something like that, exactly. Okay, hold on. Let's find it. Yeah, that I should be this. the thing that helps you find it. Oh, I found it. Here we go. Enjoy. Here's a Peter Piper playing the flute. There you go. <laughs> there we go. There you go. There's your Jackie Chan, Zach. He says, by the way, I saw carbonated marinated meat on a Google search. Is that what y'all are talking about, Scott? No, that's uh, where you do no, the soda that's, thing. That's Dr. Pepper chicken. That's a whole thing. No, yeah. but I appreciate everyone hunting it down. It's not that, it, though. So everyone just know that. we have That one's put to bed. We know it's not marinating in Dr. Pepper. It's something else. It's just, yes. Yeah. All right. So. Let's get to let's get to this. So the lion sleeps tonight. Uh, we all know the tokens cover. You know, hearing uh, Timon and Pumbaa cover that one uh, for Lion King. We're not going to get we're not going to go down that uh, rabbit hole, of course, again. But what you don't know is that that all comes from something way, 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 way older. Um, the uh, the the Weem Away song uh, really came from an old um, African uh, chant called Mbube. 
M B U B E. I'm sorry, M B U B E. Yeah, exactly. And Weemaway started out as Mbube. Oh, uh, oh, interesting. The, the sound. Mm. And before it was the Lion Sleeps Tonight, it was uh, a song by um, uh, kind of the earliest you can find that goes back is uh, Solomon Linda was the original writer and performer of this. Um, here is a version that that tuck that goes. Back to those roots of the song, performed by uh, Lady Smith Black Mambazo, who we loved uh, uh, as part of the Paul Simon album, Graceland. So this is the original, covered by them more in the spirit of the original than the token's line sleeps tonight, if that helps. Uh, it's Mbube, or Weemaway, um, performed by Lady Smith Black Mambazo. Here it is. We'll be back Monday, plus a bunch of other stuff this week. We got Corn, Film Sack, and mm-hmm. you know Coverville, Coverville today. Guess yeah. the connection tomorrow. Just yeah, a load, of, load of content, man. So, yep. uh, gear up, everyone. We'll see you on Monday. A family live close to the jungle. At the end of the day. They all sit together around the fire. They have their supper, then relax and talk a little. The youngest boy becomes afraid. He hears all the sounds of the wild animals in the forest. Cheetahs, wolves, jackals and lions. He starts crying at the darkness and wild sounds that fill him with fear. Then his mother takes him in her arms and sings to him. The family is always strong together. They protect one another. Grandparents, his father and mother, uncles, aunts, cousins, brothers and sisters, they all join and sing together. Soon he falls asleep. Only the beautiful song fills his ears.
More at frogpants.com. Benevolent. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.